Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Dave with another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. In this episode, I want to talk about Trump derangement syndrome and how it has people looking back at the Obama administration with rose-colored glasses. Now, I need to stop and clarify for a moment because some of you may think because I'm criticizing Obama and his policies that I am in some way, shape, or form pro-Trump. I am not. I'm not a Biden fan. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not an Obama fan. I was a Bernie supporter and was appalled at how the, uh, the Democratic National Committee totally threw Bernie under the bus and gave the election to Biden, basically. Biden had no support. Um, Obama made phone calls and called in a favor to get Buttigieg and Klobuchar to drop out of the race. So then all of a sudden Biden looked better. Um, Bernie was getting smeared. Elizabeth Warren smeared Bernie instead of siding with him. It was a total shit show. But once again, I'm not even allied to Bernie. It's not about personalities. It's about policies. So that's what this is about, is, is me just breaking down that Obama got away with a lot because he was a good-looking, smooth-talking dude, you know? And we were so glad to be rid of Bush. But let's not go through the same thing where we're so glad to get rid of Trump that we're just frickin' blind for the next eight years, okay? So that's what I want to say. <clears throat> is I'm not rooting for one party or the other. I think both parties are fucked. They've both sold us out. And the time, now more than ever, it's the time for a third party. And the movement for the People's Party seems to be the party. Uh, Mariana Williamson is on board with the People's Party. Jimmy Dore is on board. Uh, Brianna Joy Gray is on board with the People's Party. A bunch of people. As a matter of fact, it was founded by one of the former organizers of the Bernie um, campaign. So, movementforapeoplesparty.org. Check it out. All right, now let's get into this episode. I just had to clarify for you. Okay, so I had to roll back and rewind a little bit with this segment. So, what I want to do here is I want to look at the promises from Obama's mouth. So here we are at his inauguration speech in New Hampshire um, from BarackObama.com on YouTube. Uh, January 9th, 2008, Barack Obama, yes we can. So let's listen to what he was promising us. And once again, this will give you a sense of the urgency of the time. Remember? George Bush, never-ending wars, preemptive strikes, the whole world looking at us like we're fucking war criminals. Remember that? Remember the economy tanking? Remember that? Okay, so here we go. So that's the moment that led to the most people turning out in election history, I believe, for Obama, the biggest inauguration celebration in history. And it's because we had so much fucking hope. We were so fucking fed up. And he tapped into that. So now let's listen to him. He's a brilliant orator. Let's listen to him. Thank you, New Hampshire. 
Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not since Kennedy had there been such a movement of support for the people for a, for a candidate. The grass movement support, and because once again the the country was so fucked up then with the Vietnam War and all that, people were so fed up, and the Nixon administration was so corrupt, very, you know, similar to the situation with him and Bush. We had so much hope. Oh, thank you, New Hampshire. I love you back. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I am still fired up and ready to go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate Senator Clinton on a hard-fought victory here in New Hampshire. She did an outstanding job. Give her a big round of applause. ago, no one imagined that we'd have accomplished what we did here tonight in New Hampshire. No one could have... Maximum volume. Sorry about that. For most of this campaign, we were far behind. We always knew our climb would be steep. But in record numbers, you came out and you spoke up for change. And with your voices... And your votes, you made it clear that at this moment, in this election, there is something happening in America. There is something happening when men and women in Des Moines and Davenport, in Lebanon and Concord, come out in the snows of January to wait in lines that stretch block after block because they believe in what this country can be. Let's talk about that. Why do our election lines stretch block after block after block? Why? There is something happening. There's something happening when Americans who are young in age and in spirit, who've never participated in politics before, turn out in numbers we have never seen because they know in their hearts that this time must be different. Motherfucker. And you didn't make it different. And now people are so disenfranchised and so hurt. And then they got behind Bernie and they were just smacked in the face and smacked down again bunch of people supported Trump because he seemed like a good option. I mean, his, you know, his election, the things he was saying in his pre-election speeches were good. Who doesn't want the swamp drained? It's just a drag that Trump didn't do any of those things. You know, he filled the swamp. something happening when people vote not just for party that they belong to, but the votes, the hopes that they hold in common. That whether we are rich or poor, black or white, 
Latino or Asian, whether we hail from Iowa or New Hampshire, Nevada or South Carolina, we are ready to take this country in a fundamentally new direction. That's what's happening in America right now. Change is what's happening in America. Yeah, well, he didn't provide that change, did he? And that is what gave us Trump. You know, people went from hoping for change to demanding it. Storming the Capitol. That didn't come out of nowhere. That didn't come out of nowhere. People are so fed up. Listen to that. Listen to those people. We want change. Obama was elected with a majority of Democratic and leadership in the House, Democratic Senate. He could have ushered through universal health care, Medicare for all, right there on his first day. He didn't do it. You, all of you who are here tonight, all who put so much heart and soul and work into this campaign, you can be the new majority. Yeah, and those people have all turned out to be the new majority in joining the movement for a people's party because they realize after trying under Obama, trying under Bernie, that you cannot change the monster that is the Democratic Party from inside. It's too corrupt. There's too much money. There's too many people, too many career politicians like Pelosi and Feinswein standing in the way of, of progressive issues. And they're literally the gatekeepers. They may as well be Republican. Who can lead this nation out of a long political darkness. Democrats, independents, and Republicans who are tired of the division and distraction that has clouded Washington who know that we can disagree without being disagreeable, who understand, who understand that if we mobilize our voices to challenge the money and influence that stood in our way and challenge ourselves to reach for something better, there is no problem we cannot solve. There is no destiny that we cannot fulfill. Our new American majority can end the outrage of unaffordable, unavailable health care in our time. We can bring... We can bring doctors and patients, workers and businesses, Democrats and Republicans together, and we can tell the drug and insurance industry that while they get a seat at the table, they don't get to buy every chair. Not this time. Not now. Would they get nine out of ten chairs? Our new majority can end the tax breaks for corporations that ship our jobs overseas and put a middle class tax cut in the pockets of working Americans who deserve it.
Oh, he didn't follow through on that one, and he tried to sign the TPP, which would have been like NAFTA on steroids. We can stop sending our children to schools with corridors of shame and start putting them on a pathway to success. We can stop talking about how great teachers are and start rewarding them for their greatness by giving them more pay and more support. As far as I know. We can do this with our new majority. As far as I know, teachers are still paying for supplies out of pocket, and he didn't do that either. We can harness the ingenuity of farmers and scientists, citizens and entrepreneurs, to free this nation from the tyranny of oil and save our planet from a point of no return. Well, he didn't do that either, and you'll see for later down in the end of, in the uh, episode here, we got a quote from Jimmy Dore on how Barack Obama opened up the Arctic to drilling. Oh, and he could have prosecuted the hell out of uh, BP, right? Was that Obama? Was that under Obama? I better check on that one. And when I am president of the United States, we will end this war in Iraq and bring our troops home. Okay. Now here's the big one, right? We'll end the war in Iraq and bring our troops home. It's what everybody wants. Bring all the troops home. Yeah, support our troops. Bring them home. Give them a GI Bill. Let them go to school for free. Treat them like you did the, the soldiers after World War II, right? Give them a GI Bill. Let them buy a home with, like, no money down. Give, let them go to college for free and set them up. They paid their dues. Take care of them. But no, they come back and uh, 21 people, 21 veterans a day from the Iraq War commit suicide in the United States. It's the highest unspoken statistic of death in the U.S., are veteran suicides, and it's a fucking shame. We will end this war in Iraq. We will bring our troops home. We will finish the job. We will finish the job against Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. We will care for our veterans. We will restore our moral standing in the world. And we will never use 9-11 as a way to scare up votes because it is not a tactic to win an election. It is a challenge that should unite America and the world against the common threats of the 21st century. Terrorism and nuclear weapons, climate change and poverty, genocide, and disease. All of the candidates in this race share these goals. All of the candidates in this race have good ideas. And all our patriots who serve this country honorably. But the reason our campaign has always been different, the reason we began this improbable journey almost a year ago, is because it's not just 
about what I will do as president. It is also about what you, the people who love this country, the citizens of the United States of America can do to change it. That's what this election is all about. Yep, I just looked it up. Obama was president during the BP oil spill. And here it is from Wikipedia on on uh Fifteenth of June, President Obama made his first speech from the Oval Office addressing the BP oil spill, saying, "This oil spill is the worst environmental disaster America has ever faced." So you would think he would find BP out of existence, ban them from doing business in the United States, etc. Right? Nah, they got a ridiculous settlement, ridiculous low fine. Not even the amount of their yearly profit, not even a fraction of their yearly profit. Um, and they're allowed to still do business in the United States. And I think they're going to drill another well in the Gulf of uh, Mexico after they killed off a huge seafood industry from the Gulf. I mean, he said it, the worst disaster, ecological disaster in American history. So that company should be tarred and, you know, theoretically tarred and feathered, right? They should be made an example of. But no, we're so freaking beholden to the oil companies and the banksters that a little slap on the wrist. That's why tonight belongs to you. It belongs to the organizers and the volunteers and the staff who believed in this journey and rallied so many others to join the cause. We know the battle ahead will be long, but always remember that no matter what obstacles stand in our way, nothing can stand in the way of the power of millions of voices calling for change. We have been told we cannot do this by a chorus of cynics. They will only grow louder and more dissonant in the weeks and months to come. We've been asked to pause for a reality check. We've been warned against offering the people of this nation false hope. But in the unlikely story that is America, there has never been anything false about hope. So there it is, you know. Huge movement of people demanding change. And what did we get? We got pocket change. We got minimal incrementalism. You know, and now with Joe Biden, we're going to get more of the same that. He even said it. You know, nothing will fundamentally change. So people are going to be so fed up at the end of Biden's administration that I think they're going to want somebody more extreme than Trump, you know, but who knows? Trump, Trump might be a shoe in, in 2024. <sighs> anyway, I just wanted to give some history on that. And I wanted to use Obama's own words because people, you know, misconstrue things and forget about history and facts. 
Here is Obama, in his own words, saying how even after he was elected for hope and change, people wanted drastic change. Even after that, he says, nah, I'm more moderate Republican than socialist. The truth of the matter is, is that uh, my policies are so mainstream that, you know, if if I had said the same policies that I have back in the 1980s, uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, you know, uh, what I believe in is uh, a tax system that's fair. Uh, I don't think government can solve every problem. I think that we should make sure that we're helping young people go to school. We should make sure that our government is building good roads and bridges and hospitals and, and airports so that uh, you know, we have a good infrastructure. I do believe that uh, it makes sense that everybody in America, as rich as this country is, shouldn't go bankrupt because they get sick. Uh, so the things I believe in are things that I think most of your viewers believe in. Wow, what a long way he came, right? This is December 14th, 2012, um, on Univision News. Obama, more moderate Republican than socialist. What a far cry from uh, from his election speeches, right? Here is Donna Brazil on Obama and his border policy. Uh, what the president has done is, of course, uh, double the uh, number of troops or boots on the ground in terms of border security. Uh, they've tripled the amount of money used for the enforcement. But what is happening is a regional crisis. Uh, young people fleeing violence, uh, abuse uh, from, you know, Honduras, El Salvador. Has that not been Guatemala. going on for years and years? Well, and it's years increased. Years. We had six. So I just got to cut in there. <clears throat> so this is ABC News um, with Donna Brazil talking about Obama's uh border policy and the, the Obama presidency, um, really. It's a clip from July 6th, 2014 called Roundtable. Obama, worst president since World War II. It's got Nate, Newt Gingrich, Donna Brazile, and some other lamestream media figureheads. <clears throat> but what amazes me here is how ABC News glosses over this point. Well, hasn't that been going on for a while? meaning the refugees fleeing these countries that are all screwed up. She doesn't touch on why they're fleeing their countries at all or what led to that. So what led to that? The CIA under Reagan going into each and every, each and every country from Mexico all the way to the tip of South America to Chile and Argentina. There's a fantastic documentary called Inside the CIA, Company Business. And, um, yeah, a former CIA operative breaks down that we went into absolutely every single country to overthrow. A lot of those were democratically elected leaders. And we went in to overthrow them because they were not giving U.S. corporations preferential treatment. One of those is United Fruit. Um, you know, the people of the United States ended up rallying and uh, organizing, and when I was a kid, there was a huge boycott of United Fruit because they were basically imperialist Nazi conquistadors 
just going abroad and seizing people's land. And they had their own armies and everything. Um, so here we were doing what we accuse Russia, Stalin, and China of doing. But here we're doing it methodically, country by country, all the fucking way to the tip of South America. And then what happens? Well, the CIA calls um, the repercussions of their foreign policy, they call that blowback. So now we're experiencing, quote unquote, blowback, which is tons of 500 kids. Sorry, which is uh, technical difficulties. So lost my train of thought. So it's infuriating. So these refugees are a direct result of our foreign policy overthrowing their government, destabilizing their entire country, and in most cases, seizing their and privatizing their resources. So, yeah, they're coming here. They're fleeing for a better life. And they're following the legal avenues to do it. They're going to a port of entry and they're applying for residency. You know, there's no, they weren't storming the frickin' gates. Not at all. Oh, my God. All right, so let's listen to some more of this about Obama here grandmother, mothers in Pennsylvania, all in tears crying. And I have to say on a personal level, what an impact that had for me to see that uh, just as a... So this is Republican Michael McCall talking about the, uh, the cages that were built by Obama and used at the border. Okay, now here is Newt Gingrich once again talking very selectively about the immigration issue. Is there a country you'd like to move to? 165 million people said yes, the United States. Now, we've got to confront the reality. Yes, there are a lot of deep personal stories. There are a lot of very attractive people. You really think we're going to absorb 165 million people? Sudanese, violence. Iraq, violence. Syria, violence. Much of West Africa, violence. Nigeria. Okay, so... <laughs> Newt Gingrich <clears throat> is going down a list of countries that were bombing or destabilizing um, through means with, uh, you know, covert means with the CIA and whatnot. Syria, boom, bombing the shit out of it. Iraq, fucking bombed it back to the Stone Age. We used depleted uranium munitions, so they're having a horrible epidemic of deformed births. Babies being born with three eyes. No arms, no limbs. Oh, it's horrible. And that's going to last thousands of years. And we did that on purpose. Why? It was a cheap way to get rid of nuclear waste. Wow. Yeah, defending democracy. Yeah. Um, you know, West Africa, Somalia, and Sudan, bombing the shit out of them. Why? We want their fucking resources. Africa has tons of gold, lithium, all kinds of precious minerals. So, unfucking believable He's burying himself by what he's saying, but because we're such an ignorant nation with no free college education, by design, that most people don't know the frickin' history, so he's able to get away with saying this. And the, the, the crime here is that the reporter does not hold him accountable.
Syria, violence. I mean, there's got to be some rule of law that says we get to defend our own country and we get to control our border. What, what? We get to defend our own country and we get to defend our border. Wow. Like, how about if we quit fucking with other countries, overthrowing their governments, not for the betterment of American citizens, but for corporate profit, right? Like, how did any American citizen benefit from our invasion of Iraq? Right? Bunch of soldiers dead. Increased risk of terrorism because of all the civilians who were murdered. Um, Trump just pardoned these four guys who committed a massacre. One of their buddies was killed by an IED. So they went on a rampage and killed the closest 17 people to them, creating a total massacre and creating more terrorists, right? Anybody that saw their family members get killed in that massacre would now be a terrorist. I would be. Um, and Trump just pardoned those people. So maybe if we quit fucking with people, then they quit coming here. So you can't have it both ways. Prodding the world with a stick, fucking it up, lobbing sticks of dynamite all over the world, and then telling them, nope, 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 can't come here. Nope, can't come here. What about the, the border that they want to build up that you heard Rick Perry say the, the head of the border security is just wrong? We need far more to, to guard the border. That really doesn't solve this immediate crisis. No, I mean, it is freaking hilarious. Like, right. So wasn't it in the 80s we celebrated the freaking German wall coming down, right? The East Germ, the wall of Germany, East Germany. So now we're all about building a wall. What about just dealing with the cause? Cause and effect, right? What did we do that caused the present scenario and how can we rectify that? Well, one, we should disband the CIA because they're just out fucking kicking hornet's nests all over the world. And once again, not to not for the betterment of the American people at all, but for the American corporation and now the international corporation. So now we have the CIA doing the bidding of corporations who don't even have a sworn allegiance to the United States. Right. So this is absolute fucking lunacy. Okay, now here's a clip of Jimmy Dore from September 26th, 2020, what Obama got away with. You're allowed to pressure politicians to give you things in order to get your vote. In fact, that's the way it's supposed to work. And if you don't do it that way, you end up with a country like this. 80% of workers live paycheck to paycheck and nobody has health care, and everybody's out of a job, and they gave $5 trillion to the richest people during corona and gave you nothing. Michelle Obama says she and Barack could never have gotten away with what Trump and the White House does. <laughs> Imagine dropping more bombs than George Bush completely backing off of every single campaign promise you made, enrich enriching yourself upon leaving office, paving the way for Trump, still being celebrated by most of the public, and thinking you didn't get away with anything. Yeah, this is the absolute, like, selective memory 
that people have around Obama, you know, this Trump derangement syndrome has got people like, oh, God, I miss Obama. Oh, you know, it's unbelievable. Like he was some kind of hero or something. He was a freaking politician. And like Jimmy just said, he broke every single promise that he made going into office. He had a uh, Democratic Senate, House, and Vice President. You know, he could have rammed through universal health care in his first week with a signature. You know, it's such bullshit. He took us from five wars to seven, on and on and on and on. He didn't keep a single promise. He did a half-assed measure of, of health care forcing you to get health care or you get a $400 penalty. So what that was, was actually, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars as a gift to the insurance companies. Here you go. Now all these people have to buy insurance from you. Imagine that. Michelle Obama. Ugh. She lives on a 46-acre estate on Martha's Vineyard. The people in Flint still don't have water. These are your leaders. So Obama, as soon as he got out of office, he went and made a speech for Wall Street for 430, 400 and something thousand dollars for a 30-minute speech. So what was that? That was a thank you, Mr. Obama, for bailing out the quote-unquote too-big-to-fail banks. Too-big-to-fail. Explain that to me. So too-big-to-fail means too-big-to-exist means you ought to invoke the antitrust laws that exist on our books right now and break up those companies protecting our country, protecting the citizens, and protecting the investors and the homeowners. But no, Obama chose to protect the fucking bankers and bail them out fucking everybody else. Now, riddle me this. If he would have bailed out the homeowners, those homeowners would have then been able to pay their mortgage, and then that would have helped the bankers, right? Do you know why they didn't do that? Because they said that would have caused what's called moral hazard, that people wouldn't be afraid to default on their mortgage enough to ensure that they'll pay it. Moral hazard. Really? So you're going to give the fucking banks a bunch of money, but there's no problem with moral hazard there? Giving money to a corporation whose sole goal in operating is to make profit? Give me a fucking break. All right, let's hear a little more from the Jimmy Dore show here. They committed a genocide in Yemen. Michelle and Barack Obama, the administration, and Joe Biden tried to throw over Assad in Syria at the behest of the military-industrial complex. Legally. They funded ISIS. Tortured Chelsea Manning. You prosecuted journalists using the Espionage Act. What the fuck didn't you do? You got away with everything. You should be in prison. Yeah, nobody knows this. Obama prosecuted more reporters under the Espionage Act than any president before him in fucking history, even during the McCarthy era. So talk about suppressing dissent, suppressing information. 
talk about being a fucking tool of the bankers. And then, I don't know if Jimmy's going to mention in this or not, but then there's the whole election of Barack. Citibank straight up sent him a letter once he got into office, or before, but when he was running. Here, they gave him a list. Here are the 21 people we recommend for your cabinet. Guess what? Every fucking one of those 21 people got a position in Barack Obama's cabinet. So he was just the banker's boy. Nothing more. Obama's Justice Department grants final immunity to Bush CIA torturers. Awesome. So, yeah, restore our, you know, place in the world, uh, in the eyes of... Uh, the rest of the world, nah, nah, nah. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and just, you know, give those torturers immunity because you know we wouldn't want to abide by the Geneva Conventions or anything like that. You know, heaven forbid, we behave in the same way that we demand other countries behave. You know, here we are, the protectors of quote unquote world democracy, pointing our fingers like, oh, China, horrible. Russia, horrible. Oh, Iraq, horrible. We got to go over there and liberate them with a bomb and bomb them into the Stone Age, fuck up their whole country, Syria. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? And we fall for it. And we fall for it. You want to talk about Obama and his uh, record with police enforcement? The White House to reauthorize military equipment for police. So there we have it. Demilitarization of police, which often act like an occupying force in communities, is a key demand of Black Lives Matter's activists. Barack Obama reauthorized military equipment to the police. He's the one who militarized our police forces. Barack Obama did that. So you can thank Barack Obama for having all this militarized equipment that's being used against peaceful protesters. You can thank Barack Obama for locking up more reporters than any other presidential, any other administration in history. And so that sets a tone. So maybe that's why seven reporters were shot in the face and blinded with rubber bullets during BLM this summer. I don't know. Just a guess. Just maybe. Did that. Obama did that. Hey, Obama's unprecedented use of state secrets to defend religious profiling. President Obama vowed as a candidate to end George W. Bush's use of the state secrets privilege to get lawsuits thrown out of court. Instead, the administration is wielding it in previously unused ways to defend widespread profiling of Muslim Americans. So, you know, we're all up in arms about Trump's Muslim ban and this and that, right? But once again, Obama laid the groundwork for it. Do you see what I'm saying about Donald Trump, that Barack Obama and Joe Biden are actually worse than Donald Trump because they actually created this crisis that gave us Donald Trump, and now they're going to give us more, so we're going to get a worse Donald Trump? This is not that hard to understand, but everybody is on purpose at understanding it. I know it's easy to understand because a dumb guy like me can understand it, and that's the whole point of this show. This whole point of this show is that everybody else is smarter than me. All right, now Jimmy starts touching on what I was talking about, about the root of these immigration issues and whatnot, right? All right, so let's talk about Honduras here. The U.S. role in the Honduras coup and subsequent violence. 
People carry the coffin of indigenous leader and environmental activist Berta Caceres after a five-hour autopsy at the Forensic Medicine Center in Honduras. Barack Obama and Flint, Michigan. So I need to I need to pause and comment on that. So once again, so we aided in a coup in Honduras, and then we're freaking out when their country goes to shit and is all destabilized. We're freaking out about all these people from Honduras. You know, the caravan is coming, right? Remember the hype? The caravan is coming. They're going to invade us. Well, why are they leaving their own country? Oh, because once again, the CIA is in their fucking shit up. And once again, is, are the, is the average United States citizen going to benefit from what the CIA is doing at all? Did we get $1 a gallon gas after the Iraq war? Nope. Nope. But guess what? Um, the oil in Iraq was privatized for the first time since the 1970s. And Iraq itself was only getting, is only getting 25 cents on the dollar for their own fucking oil. So all these companies, a Chinese company, a Russian company, and two American companies all bid for the contracts to develop that oil. They ended up finding the largest oil reserve in the world that they didn't even think was there. Didn't even know it was there. So fucking ka-ching. And we're such chumps and suckers over here infighting over left and right and whether LGBT people have the same rights as the rest of us and who gets to use what bathroom and all this stupid shit, gay marriage, all these what I call wedge issues that are only designed to divide us and have no real substantive consequences for society. It's all just shit to distract us. While we're all distracted with that, they're ushering all this shit through, you know, once again. Now, this really pisses me off and gets my blood boiling too. Jimmy's showing a clip of Obama in Flint, Michigan, doing a fucking stunt, talking about how the water's fine. They've done nothing to fix it. And any amount of lead in your water causes permanent brain damage, right? So there's an epidemic of children with brain damage coming out of Michigan now that are that's going to cost the taxpayers tons of money, like all the fear over crack babies. Well, this shit's going to be real. It already is. And here's Obama playing it down. I've been doing stunts here, but, you know. But I'm going to try my hand at prop comedy right now. Maximum volume. Fucking look in his face, that dead look in his eyes. Look at that dead look in his eye. Look at that fucking dead look in his eyes. Okay, here we go. Tap out. Do not feel. Tap out. Go numb. Go numb. Poison people. Leave people, leave children poisoned. Didn't even give him health care. He could have, with a stroke of a pen, he could have given them all Medicare. He didn't. Look at the, look at the, look at that. But I'm not making that up. No, I mean, you see it every time he takes this drink, you just go. Dead eyes. Dead. You tapped out of life, Obama. It's Barack Obama literally killing people right there. And his, his own countrymen. He is. So Obama's taking a, t a sip, total fucking propaganda, press conference, and he's taking a sip 
of tap water, of a glass of water. So you assume that it's tap water because he doesn't have a bottle, right? And that's the whole point that he's trying to prove is that Flint water is safe, right? But he takes the tiniest little bird sip imaginable. And like Jimmy says, he just looks like, I sold my soul. That's the look he's given. Like, fuck, I sold my soul. But hey, he's on Martha, Martha's Vineyard now, right? So. Water's fine in Flint. What a motherfucker. And why is somebody he laughing? He didn't go there and help them. He didn't go there and help them. Went there and gaslit them and stabbed them in the back. He's actually stabbing them in the front. Bernie won't tell you that. Nobody will make that critique. Nobody. Michael Moore had the balls to show it in his movie. The Democratic Party wanted to lynch him. Michael Moore showed that in his movie. Michael Moore had the guts to show it in his movie. Sometimes Michael Moore has guts. When they when they when they're McCarthy smearing a, a soldier, he doesn't have much guts. But when they he did there, so tip of the hat. Case people never heard that um, clip of Obama gaslighting the people of Flint about their water supply and how toxic it was. Here is um, a clip from NBC, May 5th, 2016. Speaking in Flint, Michigan, President Obama, suffering from a fit of coughing, searches his podium, then says, I want a glass of water. No, no, no. Tap, tap water. Listen to this. That's how we invested in community colleges and land-grant colleges like Michigan State. A fake-ass little cough. <laughs> we invest. Uh, can, can I get some water? Come on up there. Give me some water. I want, I want a glass of water. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Well, I'm still waiting for my water. Somebody obviously didn't hear me. Oh, hold on a second. Now, the reason I know I'm okay is because I already had some Flint water. There we go. I really did need a glass of water. This is not a stunt. So, I'm not lying to you. I'm being honest, right? When somebody says they're not lying to you, they're fucking lying to you. So, I really did need a glass of water. This isn't a stunt. Who would have thought it was a stunt? So, are you fucking kidding me? Now, I'm going to talk about this. Everybody settle down. This is a feisty crowd. 
What a gaslighting piece of shit. This is a feisty crowd. These, you know, there's kids. Of course, he's a 60-year-old man at this point, whatever. The, it's most, uh, it's children and the elderly that are most susceptible. So here are these developing brains, the worst. So here are these people know that there's an epidemic of lead poisoning in children in their fucking community. And he's totally downplaying it to their face. Hey, NBC News. And NBC, you know, doesn't call him out on it at all. But Jimmy does. You can count on Jimmy to bring shit like this to light. That's why Jimmy Dore is blowing up. He doesn't pick a side left or right. He just shows you the bullshit. He just pulls back the, the curtain so that you can see the emperor has no clothes, you know? Okay, so let's talk about Democrats and the environment, you know? Because, you know, climate change, we got 12 years till maybe 10 now till quote-unquote runaway climate change feedback loops start wreaking havoc. Bomb administration approves Arctic drilling. Come on. <laughs> this is all the stuff Barack Obama got away with that, I don't know if you know, at the top of this segment, it was Michelle Obama saying Trump's getting away with stuff they could never get away with. I'm just showing you all the stuff they got away with. And no problem there, the Arctic's just fine. WikiLeaks Haiti, let them live on $3 a day. The U.S. Embassy aided Levi's, Haynes contractors, in their fight against an increase in Haiti's minimum wage. So here we are, exactly what I was talking about. You know, our government acting on behalf of a corporation to benefit them, oppressing people to benefit corporations. Um, I can't say it enough, but there's a documentary that talks all about this. It's called Plutocracy, P-L-U-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y, Plutocracy, Part 1, Divide and Rule. And it talks about how we've all been duped into fighting amongst each other over these stupid wedge issues and racism and, and, and you know, sexism and all this shit. And this has all been designed by the rulers on the hill to keep them safe, to prevent a class war, to, to prevent us from actually taking hold of the republic and making it a democracy. Obama's war on whistleblowers leaves administration insiders unscathed. Five key political players enjoy virtual impunity while four lower-level figures are in prison or facing time. U.S. says deportation of Honduran children a warning to illegal immigrants. So here's a Barack Obama deporting children and having that be a warning to the future, future immigrants, right? So we freaked out when we heard the Trump administration that was was saying that their treatment of these people would defer future immigrants. So there it is. It didn't start under Trump. The date on that. Oh, July fifteenth, twenty fourteen. So Barack Obama was deporting Honduran children, and that as a warning, other people in crisis. So once again, Jimmy and I are not saying that it's okay. Trump did it. We're not condoning Trump at all. What we're saying is that 
there's been a direct curve, you know, Bush, fucking Clinton and NAFTA and, and Glass-Steagall, you know, deregulating the banks and NAFTA and then Bush with, with, you know, never ending war and torture and bank bailouts. And then Obama with more bank bailouts, more war. It all led us to Trump. It's all leading us to our, to our first despot, to our first authoritarian leader who's going to be way worse than Trump. Cause now we have do nothing Biden with minimal incrementalism as his platform, right? Nothing is going to fundamentally change. Um, so people are going to be as fed up as they were at the end of the Obama administration by no fucking change when we really needed and were demanding change. So then people are going to swing hardcore to the right. And the next leader will make Trump look like a frickin' socialist. You know, mark my words, and it's not just my words. A lot of people are saying this. Barack Obama, this is from The Onion. Barack Obama storms out of Michelle Obama's podcast interview after <laughs> questions about administration's drone use. So get this. So you can connect Barack Obama to climate catastrophe, police brutality, endless wars and genocide, assaults on freedom of the press, nearly everything we're dealing with right now, he planted those seeds all while we thought he was planting the seeds of change. Oh, he planted the seeds of change already. It's just not the kind of change that, uh, that we were hoping for. He planted the seeds of change for the new world order and the corporate takeover. You know, we're closer to a one world government now than ever. Now who's being naive, Kay? Okay. So God bless him. I love Jimmy. He breaks it down. This, and you know, this shit fires me up once again. It, it's, it's people have to stop being attached to a personality. Look at the policies. Don't look at the personality. And if you look at our political policies over the last 40 years, you can see a consistent arc no matter who is in the White House. You know, Nancy Pelosi got the, the, the speakership by um, rallying on impeachment, impeachment, impeachment under George Bush for torture. But guess what? She got those torture memos and never reported them. So she could have started legal proceedings, but she didn't. So that makes her complicit in torture. So as soon as she got into the White House, as soon as she got the speakership, rather, somebody must have pointed that out to her because her first statement in a press conference was impeachment's off the table. You know, then she does this fucking stupid impeachment with Trump, which she knew was was a go nowhere a political theater circus because of the of the you know Senate with sworn allegiance to Trump they said they wouldn't allow it to go forward so you know whatever and worst case scenario he, you know he wasn't going to be removed from office so it was spending a bunch of time and money political effort and political uh, capital on theater instead of ramming through 
Medicare for all, you know, $15 minimum wage, blah, 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 any one of a million things. Stopping wars. So, you know, it's the allegiance to a person that has such division going on in our country. And we got to realize they're all full of shit. They all don't give a fuck about you. They don't. They all bend over backwards to blow the corporations and don't give a fuck about you. So, anyway, this has been Dave with And Another Thing. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down. If you are, please share with friends. Now available on eight different platforms, including YouTube. Please check it out. Like, subscribe, hit the bell for future episodes, and as always, share with friends. Thank you.